when I was little, I had locks of long, thick, shiny black hair. I have vivid memories of my mom doing my hair, massaging in oil, teaching me how to detangle my and dry my hair by whipping it with a towel, brushing it until it shone and styling it with ribbon. Then my hair started to fall out. And instead of oil, we massaged in ointments. We brushed it as little as possible so it would, I wouldn't lose hair so quickly. And styling it became a tricky game of covering the spots of missing hair on my head. My hair falling out wasn't a shock to my parents because they already knew what alopecia was. My dad and my aunt both had the same autoimmune condition. But it was a shock to me because though I grew up seeing my dad without hair, I never thought about the possibility of losing my own hair. And I struggled with being the new girl in middle school with a spot of missing hair right on the top of my head. I struggled with hearing girls talk about how they were having a bad hair day. I mean, from the way I saw it, they all had good hair days while I was forced to live with a condition that caused me to indefinitely have bad hair days. Eventually, though, I got used to it. I got used to my hair falling out and growing back in as it wished, to its texture changing and changing again to wearing a wig every day, and to drawing on my eyebrows. I learned to ignore the looks and comments and instead focus on the things that gave me joy, the things I was really good at. Eventually, I accepted this condition as being something I would have to live with. Then five years ago, I gave birth to twin girls. They were born with heads of thick hair, and I watched that hair erupt into locks of long, thick, shiny black hair. And I remembered my childhood. I reflected on my entire journey with alopecia as they grew. All that my parents did for me, all the emotions that I went through. And at the end of all that reflection, I knew I wouldn't have changed any part of it. All combined, it made me into the person I was. And really, I thank my parents for this. They always let me decide what I wanted to do, whether it was stopping treatments or deciding to wear a new wig. They encouraged me and supported my every passion, which gave me great confidence in myself and the things I found out I was really good at doing. And my dad always led by example, proving to me that hair was not as important as others made it seem. But I did have one wish. I wished that I had been prepared or if my hair had fallen out before it fell out. I wish that all those oil massages and styling sessions were accompanied by conversations, preparing me for the possibility of losing it all. At that moment, I knew that I had to start preparing my girls. This thought led me to change the entire way I raised my children. Our day-to-day -day routine became laced with affirmations about qualities that lay within our bookshelves became lined with books about self-love and acceptance. I went on to write a children's book about a girl growing up with patchy hair, lost from alopecia areata, to help spread that same message of love and awareness to other families. Three years later, and my girls are five years old, they, have, they love having their hair brushed and styled, and I love the chance to be able to play with it. But as I do, I make sure to tell them my story the story of how I had hair just like theirs and how it all fell out. 
a story of how I sometimes wear a wig because I love long hair, but also love the short hair underneath because that's what really makes me feel so beautiful. And the story of how I'm just like their Nana and the story of how we all are the same, strong and brave with and without the hair on our heads. 